0: This is Office University, Episode 2. Well, this is Episode 2, and to add some authenticity to our talk today with Judy Holmes, J.D., I'm, I'm at the Surgery Center. It's not a studio. It's real life. Just like everything we do in this podcast is real life. Practicing physician. I'm an interventionalist. I also do consultations in high-risk patients, Uh, And I have all the challenges that most physicians have, and probably then some. But the bottom line is, how do we manage these? How do we take the risk-reward benefit and put it in our favor? We're going to talk about that. And we have Judy Holmes today talking about some of the first steps to manage these problems. Well, management is sometimes prevention. And it's better to be proactive than reactive. I think we all get that. So... Our discussion today is on employee handbooks. This can be the beginning and the end of some complaints. And it also can be a best-case scenario for a management position should a physician in a busy practice be challenged by an employee for a number of different issues? We'll go through that. So sit back, take a listen to this. Please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us rank and so other people can find us. And look for these podcasts. Keep coming forward and go to officeuniversity.com for other value-added products. So let's get to it. This is Judy Holmes, JD, and Hans C. Hansen, MD, Hans Christian Hansen. My dad's name is Bob, my mom's name is B, and this is Judy. And so I don't know how I got this name. How did I get this name, Judy?
1: I don't know. <laughs> you just must have been in a really bad mood that day. I was a breech birth.
0: <laughs> I'll remind you of that. <laughs>
1: He must not have. Oh, well. Anyway. Okay,
0: all right. J- Judy, all right. So you're an attorney. You're an employee law attorney and an experienced litigator, very experienced litigator. And you have credentials, just 25 years' worth of credentials. I won't say it's longer than 25 years. I don't want to date this. Thank us. you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Our office administrator thinks we should have an employee handbook just downloaded from the Internet. And we know everything off the Internet is great. It's flawless. It's, it's an incredible place of just free information. It's a huge document, 67 pages, little tiny print. And I can't even read it without putting special glasses on due to my advanced age. All right, any thoughts?
1: Well, I hope you're not going to try to implement that because I'll bet you haven't read it, have you?
0: Well, I'm not going to read that. I'm a doctor.
1: Okay. Well, if you aren't going to read it, neither is your staff. And if your staff doesn't read it, then you know it's it's pretty worthless. So many of those handbooks downloaded from the internet cause more trouble from a legal standpoint than they solve. So my point to you would be that you want to practice medicine. You don't need an employee handbook that takes so much time and adds burden. You want to take the burden off your shoulders. So you want to get something that's really really useful for you.
0: What are you telling me? Just like you, you want to be a lawyer and go all lawyer over me and I got to spend all this money or what?
1: Well, it's worth it's worth some money. You can do a lot of it yourself, but you really need to have a a good handbook tailored for your office. Now, a lot of practitioners will say, "Well, why should we even have one? Let's just let's just tell people what you know they should do. They they should know what they should be doing. And I think a handbook is absolutely critical for a well-run office. First, it's an effective way to communicate your expectations with your employees. And second, when your managers follow and enforce those expectations, you can make sure that you are consistently treating your employees in a in a way that is going to limit your legal liability and claims that people were treated unfairly. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody has the same handbook. Everybody knows the policies in it. And your practice administrator can easily make sure that everyone's in compliance. Third, a well-drafted handbook can actually be instrumental in defending against lawsuits. If you can prove to a judge and a jury that you have been fair to your employees, that they knew what was expected of them, you're going to have a good defense for a wrongful termination claim uh, or a discrimination claim against you.
0: Yeah. All I see, legal fees, legal fees. Oh, okay. you convinced me. we got to have one because I don't want the misery of legal fees and time. It's exhausting, and it really takes the energy out of the office. All right, so we shouldn't use the one my administrator downloaded. Where can we get a good handbook that's ready to go, like out of the box?
1: Well, unfortunately, you can't just go to Amazon and buy one or download one from the internet or borrow one from the guy down the hall because one size does not fit all. That handbook has to accurately reflect what your policies are for your practice. And Hans, your practice isn't like Any other practice. Everybody has different expectations of their employees. And above all, the handbook should accurately convey your expectations to your employees. So it's gotta be custom made. Now that doesn't mean you can't look at some of those that samples that you've gathered and take the best from each. But remember that each policy that you put in there has to really accurately affect reflect what you expect your employees to do. Now, and so many of the ones that I've seen that are downloaded from the internet, especially, or that you buy and they're all compiled and they're on a CD-ROM and you pick the policies, they're written like an employee bill of rights. And I just cringe because it shouldn't be all of the Great things that you, that you as an employer are promising your employees. It's no, it's what you expect of your employees. And, you know, a good example is some of these handbooks that I see employer promises to be fair we strive to be fair we will apply these policies fairly and in my situation as an employment attorney the word fair is a four letter word it, it it you can't promise to be fair because you can't deliver on that promise what's fair to you as an employer is not fair to the employee or what's fair to one employee isn't fair to another employee so things like that little things that get get employers tripped up by just downloading one of these um handbooks from the internet so my thought to you would be if you can have your management staff your practice administrator sit down go over some of the handbook provisions you may have and really give you a draft of something that maybe really accurately reflects what you expect of an employee
0: yeah i like that uh Employee Bill of Rights. I I feel that. I feel that. You know, sometimes employees feel a little entitled. Sometimes they feel like they've been wronged. Sometimes they're victims. And who's the most powerful person in the room? It's a victim. So what should go in a good handbook?
1: Well, first you want to start out with a good introductory statement, clarifying the purpose of the handbook. The intent of the handbook is to convey your expectations they are guidelines they're not they're not mandatory standards and by that i mean you want to give yourself some discretion in following the policies they're they're guidelines and you're going to give this handbook to your employees so that they know your expectations you should also and i'd say if you do one thing in a handbook you should include a statement that the that there's an, an at will employment relationship and by that I mean that kind of relationship is that either the employee or the employer can terminate the relationship employment relationship at any time with or without notice for any reason or for no reason at all that's important for you to help counter any future breach of contract claims and the way that comes up is you'll try to fire somebody for incompetence and they'll say well wait a minute I've only been here six months, and you promised that I had job security. You promised that I could be, be an employee for two years before you terminate me. And that's a contract, I'm suing you for breach of contract. It's good to have this clear statement in your handbook that says, no, you're an employee at will. You can terminate the relationship And so can I. That really helps you defend against a breach of contract claim.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, but let me tell you something. They didn't teach us stuff in medical school. Why do I have to worry about it? So I've got a good handbook with all those things in it. How am I going to prove that they looked at that thing and they agreed with me when I showed them the handbook? I don't even want to deal with this. How about an administrator, for example? So what else should go in this thing?
1: Well, one thing is you want to make sure that you have a statement that you're an equal opportunity employer, that you don't discriminate against anyone based on, uh, their membership in a protected category. You've heard them all, race, age, gender, national origin, those, those protected categories. You should also have a policy prohibiting clearly prohibiting discrimination, harassment, retaliation, together with a comprehensive complaint procedure. Now, that complaint procedure is important to you. I know you, on the surface, you're going to say, hey, I don't want a bunch of employees complaining to me about you know their claim of harassment or discrimination. Well, wouldn't you rather have them come to you so that you can eradicate any problem that there may be. You can investigate and determine whether their claims are valid.
0: Absolutely. When you rather
1: come to you, than go to the EEOC. So you want to make sure that they have to come to you And that they know they have to come to you with any claims so that you can promptly investigate them. You should also have standards of conduct. It's it's amazing that you have to write down what they should and shouldn't do, but you do. Some standards of conduct, some employee responsibilities, your expectations of them. Definitely work hours, attendance expectations, and your overtime policy. A lot of times an overtime policy is important to making sure that employees know they are not allowed to put in overtime without your permission. A handbook is a good place to put that. Your leave policies. Do you give paid leave? Do you give, uh, what what pregnancy leave do you give? And some states now have mandatory leave required of all employers. They have to give victims of domestic violence mandatory leave. So so you need to check out your state laws on leave policies, too. Personnel policies like dress code, drug and alcohol, use of Protective equipment. Now, some of the new things are you going to allow, you know, the BYOD policies? Are you going to allow them to bring their own personal devices into the office? What are your um, policies on social media? A lot of those things, if you can clarify what you require of them in a policy manual, you actually will spend less time dealing with personnel issues, then you think, you know, it's worth the effort to do a policy manual. I know you don't have a lot of patience for that. You can delegate some of that, but it, it will save you time in the long run. Then the, the most important thing that goes at the end of a handbook is an acknowledgement page. You want a very clear acknowledgement that they have, each employee has been given a copy of the of the policy manual, that they have reviewed it that they have had all of their questions answered, that they have no questions about the terms, and that they agree to abide by the policies. That acknowledgement page should be signed by each employee. You keep the original locked up because you'd be surprised how often they disappear. You put a copy in their personnel file, and you give them a copy of their very own personnel handbook. And uh, and and so that's really important later on for somebody who says, "Well, I didn't know actually how to show up for work." Well, actually, it's in the manual. Well, I didn't I didn't get the manual, and even if I got the manual, I didn't read it. And even if I got the manual and read it, I didn't agree to abide by its terms. You know, a good acknowledgement page will just put that to rest. You can hand it to them, show them their signature, and it really helps in a courtroom too.
0: I love what you just said. I have. An incredible amount of problems from time to time on social media. Maybe the holidays, a little shopping, maybe a little bit of Facebook time. You know how it is, and we're going to get into that podcast later. I'm sure that that's an entire podcast. It's
1: you know that's a good that's a really good idea. Let's let's do a podcast on that because so many of my clients are just so confused about what they have to allow, what they can prohibit what kind of policy they should put in. So, yeah, let's, let's do a social media podcast.
0: All right, what else? Any other recommendations?
1: Well, once you got that handy-dandy, custom-made handbook, you need to make sure you go over it with everybody and apply it consistently and un- uniformly. Make sure everybody knows the policies. You go over it with all new employees. And as I will say at the end of almost every podcast, Document your efforts well.
0: Well, tremendous information. It's good steps for us, our first steps. So we're going to keep developing these podcasts. Leave a review for us. Don't you think they should leave a review for us on iTunes?
1: Actually, yes, we would love that. And also, um, if you think you'd be interested in having more information, we're just trying to make these podcasts Sure. So we alert you to a certain things, but if you'd like more information, be happy to send you some more information. Just uh, give us your email, and and I'll pop some some thoughts in the mail.
0: Yeah, and visit us at officeuniversity dot com. You can leave us a message, and that message will be read and. Hopefully, we will respond either through a podcast or we'll do a Q&A. I love Q&As, these roundtables. We'll do some of those. So whatever you want to see in this podcast, now's your time because we're building our format. Let us know what you want to see, the format you want to see. We're professionals. We are medical doctors. We don't have a lot of time. We don't like a lot of the junk in our life. So let's keep the junk to a minimum. And let's, uh, let's kind of enjoy things a little bit more. Thanks again, Judy. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was great. Thanks, Judy. And it was a wealth of knowledge, <laughs> really experienced knowledge, seeing the, the good side, the bad side, and everything in between. So as you can see, like I said, proactive, not reactive. Take a role in some of the important parts of your practice Don't just rely on everybody else. Just don't delegate because this affects you. And sometimes others can just walk away, no consequences. The bottom line is the physician is usually the one that has to take the broad brush stroke and absorb the impact. So we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. And please go to officeuniversity.com. You can leave us a message there. we read every one of them. And we're getting these episodes going and adding content. Let us know some things that you might want to hear about. Have a great day.